And it comes from, as I talked about earlier, uh, you know, humans and human psychology is something that I'm interested in. And the reason I find it so interesting is because humans haven't really changed in the last 2000 years, at least, but really further than that as well. You know, certain things have always existed. For example, loneliness, greed, jealousy, all these things you find in religious books that are thousands of years old. You'll find from ancient Greek philosophers who have written books and quotes on this stuff. You know, humans, exact, they act in the exact same way. You know, there's a, there's a set way that we act and there's certain emotions that will always repeat themselves. So I find that interesting because, yo, these are shortcuts, man. Like, why would I not? Uh, if I know that people are always acting this certain way and people will always feel this certain way, you know, I'm going to take the shortcut, man. I'm not going to, you know, just drudge on through life and eventually figure it out, blah, blah. Now I want cheat codes, man. I want cheat codes. So I guess the, the biggest fundamental of life... This feels a bit odd. <laughs> I've been um, meaning to record for a very long time, but I haven't really got around to it due to other commitments. But I came back from the gym today and it was on my mind. Obviously, recently we hit 2000 listens on the podcast on like 24 apps, which is crazy to me. It's, it's mad um, considering people are still listening. It kind of shows the power of this platform in a way which is kind of what we're going to talk about at the start of this uh, episode, which is a solo episode. So uh, thank you for choosing me to be the, the voice in your ears right now. Um, hopefully you take something from it. Uh, I'm just going to start off straight away. Uh, obviously, this isn't this isn't fully scripted out or anything. I'm kind of just going to be speaking my mind. Uh, but what I wanted to start off with is something I heard recently. Um, it talks about, you know, the four main reasons why anybody would choose to go into a certain career or choose to do a certain action or choose to do a certain role. So the four main reasons it said was craftsmanship, power, status, or financial independence slash money. But yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of apply this to the podcast, uh, just as an example. And then you guys are listening. Maybe you can think about, you know, why you choose your career and what are the top reasons that you might have, you might have chosen these. Uh, so you can maybe you can order these four into what you feel is the most important for you. So craftsmanship, undoubtedly, this podcast is a million percent. Uh, uh, you know, craftsmanship is a big component of why I do this. Um, I love creating stuff. I love talking about stuff. I love having a project to do quite a lot of the time. So being able to have something which you can create and have an impact on is your little baby is um, a big reason why I did this. Um, and I think it's quite important for me actually in, in my career. Uh, the next one, power. This is probably the least important for me on the list. Um, so power is your ability to, you know, to cause action in other, other certain places. So the, the only way I would say power is important to me is maybe in education because I'm quite passionate about education because, you know, it's the thing that separates someone having a completely horrible life and a completely blessed life or being treated completely differently. I think it's very powerful. And um, if I was able to, you know, I think there are some things wrong with the education system. Um, 
not only on a, a large scale, but on a, on a micro scale as well, in terms of, um, you know, teachers on individual, individual basis with kids or parents on individual basis with kids. Um, if I could actually influence that and maybe someday I will, um, I guess that'd be uh, important for me, but it's probably still the least important thing for this podcast specifically. Next up status. Interesting one. Um, ultimately is a bit of status in a lot of things that we do. Um, it's been proven that as humans, you know, we care a lot about what other people think. Again, I don't think it's particularly important for this podcast. And the only context which it is, is for the sake of something called cognitive shortcuts, which is a concept in psychology. So what cognitive shortcuts are is it means that your brain makes shortcuts because, you know, we live a very hectic life. Your brain will make shortcuts based on past information about something. So let's say you're walking in the park as a three-year-old and you see a dog. It starts chasing you around. You're scared. It jumps on you. And, you you know, it's a scary experience for you as a kid. It then means when you grow up and you see the same sort of dog, your brain will make that connection to the past event and be scared. You know, that's where anxiety comes from a lot of the time. You know, people that have childhood trauma are very likely to have generalized anxiety or anxiety in general due to this fact that they're basing things off their past experience. And uh, this has many good benefits, obviously, but it also has some, some, uh, yeah, some bad points as well, because it can lead to, you know, um, overconfidence in, you know, your ability to make these shortcuts. It's the same reason why, you know, people discriminate. They see a certain person looks a certain way and they start to make the shortcut without giving that person a chance. But it also works in a good way. Uh, you know, when you meet someone that dresses well, that speaks well, your brain will make a shortcut. Okay, this is the sort of person that takes pride in their appearance. This is the sort of person that's respectful. These are just shortcuts your brain makes. So status can be important for getting your foot in the door sometimes. So that means that someone, if I meet someone and they have no idea who I am, but they go into my podcast and they listen, their brain will start to make up an image of what type of person I am. And that means that when I speak to them, um, you know, they'll already, there'll be a, there'll be a shortcut there and they'll think of me in a certain way. So I do think that status is important as well. Um, more important than power, but still not very important. And then financial independence slash money. Uh, now this is very important to me, but it's completely not what the podcast is for. And I'll be doing it very differently if it was for that. Um, yeah. So not for this podcast, financial independence, that's probably at the bottom. So for me, the order probably goes craftsmanship, status, then power, then financial independence at the bottom. But, you know, it's quite an interesting thought exercise, uh, you know, if you guys think that. Um, and there's obviously other, there's other reasons. They're the main reasons, but I have selfish reasons for this podcast. Um, you know, I think I'm a person that has quite a lot of mental Olympics going on. You know, I, I guess I, I think quite a lot and. Uh, I have an app on my phone called Drafts, which is whenever you have an idea or something on my mind, I just write it down. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a phrase which says that writing is just clear thinking. To write something down, you have to be pretty clear about how you think about it or it forces you to do that. So it's quite helpful for me, uh, to do this podcast because it means that I have to, you know, clear my thoughts out and make it at least a semi-articulate, uh, otherwise no one would listen. So that's kind of my selfish reason is that this is like a journal for me in a way. I can air my thoughts. And uh, the amazing thing is people find it beneficial. Um, and now's the right time for me to give a shout out to someone. 
a man called Jad, who I saw at Ministry of Sound in the club one time, and uh, sort of tapped me on the shoulder and was like, wait, are you are you TJ Talks on Instagram? And I was like, yeah, that's me. And uh, it turned out that he listens to my podcast and, uh, you know, he shares it with his friends and he listens to every episode. And, uh, yeah, that, that was, that was, that was crazy for me because it, it kind of, you know, it's a, it's a reason to keep posting and such because it means that when I'm widely distributing my ideas, you don't know who it's going to reach. You don't know, you know, every person that listens is not going to tell me. Um, so, you know, I, I will keep distributing my thoughts and what I think. And by the fact that people are tuning in, I'm going to take it that you, you find something beneficial, whether that's entertainment, informational, whatever. But let's move on now, you know. That was that was kind of just a intro thought exercise sort of thing, you know. I heard a quote from Kobe, Kobe Bryant, which was, people are starving for wisdom, but drowning in information. And I guess that's what I like to do. I consume a lot of info and I kind of articulate it write down, make it make sense to me, and I spit it out to you guys uh, because, you know, it's everyone wants the certain things, but there's so much info out there, so it's hard to tell. So if you see the world in the same sort of lens that I do, um, there's a chance that you might resonate with what I'm about to say. So, actually, let me take a sip of my water before I, before I enter the second half. So, this is kind of something quite fundamental to my life and something that I've learned this is this is definitely not innate to me. This is not something this is, that's always been part of me, but it definitely is now. And that I love getting good at things. I love, 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 love trying to get good at things. I actually, I'm so addicted to it. And it comes from, as I talked about earlier, uh, you know, humans and human psychology is something that I'm interested in. And the reason I find it so interesting is because humans haven't really changed in the last... 2000 years at least, but really further than that as well. You know, certain things have always existed. For example, loneliness, greed, jealousy, all these things you find in religious books that are thousands of years old. You'll find from ancient Greek philosophers who have written books and quotes on this stuff. You know, humans exact, they act in the exact same way. You know, there's a, there's a set way that we act and there's certain emotions that will always repeat themselves. So I find that interesting because, yo, these are shortcuts, man. Like, why would I not? Uh, if I know that people are always acting this certain way and people will always feel this certain way, you know, I'm going to take the shortcut, man. I'm not going to, you know, just drudge on through life and eventually figure it out, blah, blah. Now I want cheat codes, man. I want cheat codes. So I guess the, the biggest fundamental of life, which has been proven from the countless interviews and people that I've spoken to, is that relationships are the most important things to humans. You know, ultimately, your connection with other people, the way you influence other people is the most important thing. And you can have everything else. If you don't have that, the chances are you're probably not going to be your happiest. Uh, you know, it's that sort of having all, all the money and riches in the world, all the status, all the power, but no one's there to share it with you. It, it's something that, you know, I don't need to experience for myself to understand because uh, that wisdom has been passed down from many, many people before us. So that's number one fundamental truth that I've seen to have gathered. Number two fundamental truth is kind of what I just mentioned, is that, you know, artificial, materialistic stuff will never make you happy as much as you think it does. So you might think I'm contradicting myself now, because I'm about to say the third point, which I mentioned, getting good at things. 
I believe this is one of the the third fundamental truth of human beings is that we like to get good at things and getting good at things is so healthy for us in so many different ways. I'm going to kind of go into explain that, explain why I like getting good at things, why I think it's useful for people to get good at things and all that good stuff. So um, I guess, yeah, again, on the same topic of psychology and education, what happens is when you're born as a baby, you have a set, you know, you have set uh, genetics. That genetics will determine certain things about, you know, maybe your potential in sports or your potential, your potential in education in, in, in exams or whatever. You have a fundamental genetics. Then we know f- uh, from research that, you know, the first three years of life are absolutely crucial in developing your personality uh, and your skills, but particularly your soft skills. We know that after this first three years, it becomes increasingly difficult to change these soft skills, but it changed to change your personality in general and your skills. We know that now from the ages of three to uh, when you die, every year it probably gets a little bit more difficult, just slightly difficult, you know, we're talking point, point of a percent, more difficult to learn new things and to get good at new things, you know, for, 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 for like reasons that are neurological, uh, but also psychological as well and how we kind of look at life. You know, the older you get, the more resistant you are to change. It's just how humans work. So it then becomes difficult when, you know, you're good at some things and you grow up and then you just sort of believe that, you know, if you're someone that's always into maths and science and you were never good at art, it becomes very difficult for you to ever see a world where you're good at art because you've kind of lived this way. And it's also harder for you to gain the other skills, such as art or creativity and all that kind of stuff. And this is true in education as well. Uh, you know, you get this compounding effect where I mentioned it before in primary school, if you're doing good at maths, you want to learn more maths. Uh, because, you know, it's, it's enjoyable to be good at something. You want to increase that more. And, uh, that's kind of the same reason why getting good at things is good because there's kind of a, um, there's an understated truth. So a lot of people will say, you know, find something you enjoy and then get good at it. But what is not said enough is the opposite is like you can get good at something and then start to enjoy it more. And that is not said enough. You can pick something that you're completely crap at, start getting good at it. And you'll start, as soon as you start seeing that first bit of progress, you'll start to like it. Like with the gym is a good example. When people start going to the gym and they start seeing results, it amps up, their motivation amps up and they start to, you know, start to fall in love with that stuff. But as I said, this is much easier when you're younger. As you get older, it's hard to make yourself start to do new things and the learning process is, 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 it's longer and it's harder. And, uh, there's a concept which is called type one fun versus type two fun. They say that type one fun is when, you know, you do something and you get that instant gratification. You, you bite a burger, you lick an ice cream, you, uh, you jump on the PS4, you, I don't know, you go out for a walk. That's type one fun. It feels good in the moment. But there's a second type of fun, type two fun, which means that you work really hard at something and then eventually when you're done, it feels good. It's kind of sort of like fulfillment. So like a good example is running a marathon. No one's really running through a marathon with a smile on their face, but once they finish it, they might be like, oh, that was actually really fun. Or people might, you know, basketball training, the campus go in, they go, they do it, they grind for a year, then it stops. And they're like, oh, do you know what? That was fun. So that's type two fun. It kind of, you, you enjoy it afterwards. And I guess the big 
thing um, which I've changed personally is that I've, you know, everyone has getting a high on type one fun, but I've started to hack into the type two fun and I really, I really enjoy it. I really get addicted to that type two fun when you, you start to do something, you start to get a little bit good at it and then you get the reward of it. And then you start doing a little bit more and you see more reward and then you see yourself escalating and getting better and better at things. It's sort of like, you know, if you play basketball and you can barely shoot the ball, you're not going to enjoy it. But if you actually get a little bit good at it and it becomes now like, oh, I can shoot the ball. It might actually go vaguely near the net. You start to enjoy it even more. And then all the up to the stage where you're, you know, no one can defend you in basketball and you make every shot. And that's the apex of enjoyment that you, you sort of you sort of achieve. Now, obviously, I've said a lot of information now. So you might think, OK, all right, getting good at things. I can kind of see where you're coming from, but, you know, like well, is anything else to it? How does this apply to me? So uh, if you're going through your life and you're kind of boxed in to doing one sort of thing, what I started to do is just pick something and be like, you know what, I want to get good at this. And you know, the, 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 the funny thing is, the harder the thing that you choose and the worse you are at it, the more enjoyable this is going to be. So if you're someone that's stiff, stiff, can't run, can't walk, and you say, okay, do you know what? I'm going to try swimming. I want to get really good at swimming. That will, it might at the start be very difficult, whatever, but the, the hit you'll get when you get good at that thing will be the biggest type two fun release of energy that you'll ever, ever get. And you'll start loving it. You'll actually start loving it. So that's where you become the fulfillment and you kind of reach your potential and you realize, Oh, I could have done this. Mm, what's this come to mind actually is a good example. Something I've always thought about. So do you guys remember in high school where there'd be a school project or something? It'd be a science project. You'd be like, okay, guys, you're going to be in groups of four. Uh, you need to all make an invention. And that invention, at the end, there'll be a prize for it. Everyone was so gassed. Everyone thought, you know, my prize will be the best. I'm going to do this, blah, blah, blah. They do the prize or whatever. Someone comes up with some nice ideas. And then, oh, like everyone kind of enjoys it. But uh, people don't really do that voluntary very much. Like people, if you, if I asked anybody, okay, my friend here, if I forced you tomorrow to make a, I don't know, a, uh, a type of food to sell in Sainsbury's, and you can have all the resources you want, you can have, you can do whatever you want, make any idea, would you, would you back yourself to actually do something that sells as a, cause most people realize that they're consumers themselves. So they think they know what consumers want. So if I propose that to someone, um, most of them would be like, yeah, do you know what? Yeah, I think I could do it. I might have to do a bit of research. I might have to make, talk to the right people. Yeah, I could do it. And, uh, you know, if you actually took, if people more voluntary took on those type of projects, they'd get that big type two fund that you get from doing the science project, but, People don't often do that starting process of doing something and picking something that's hard. And, um, yeah, I guess the way that now I kind of see life is that I know I'm going to get a big boost of fun from picking something hard and trying to do it and kind of, you know, getting rid of these invisible boxes, which I don't see. Um, so like if you are a student and I don't know, people that are qualified do this, this and that, obviously there's some restrictions, but, um, yeah, let's say you're a, you're a sports science student and uh, you're, you're thinking, okay, I could make a protein bar when I'm qualified or whatever. I kind of, I can't challenge myself as a sports science student to be like, why can't I do it now? Let me see what I can do now. And just go down that process of trying to do something hard. And and the, the fun bit is, is that it doesn't actually matter what the end product is. Uh, 
the process of just going through that and having something to to do constantly and work harder and get at and then come up with an end product and push yourself to that potential will be really fun. And I guess that's the whole point of life, I guess, isn't it? Is to have fun. Um, and yeah, we all get we all get high off type one fun, but I don't think we get high off type two fun enough. And I think a lot of people probably think they have a lot of potential if they were forced to do something, but they don't naturally do it themselves. Most people think, oh, if I could start a restaurant, I'd do this and that. Oh, if I could start a cocktail bar, it'd be so paying because I'd do this and that. And the the fact is, with the the internet and the age that it is, it's actually easier to do these things than you probably think. And I'm going to be talking about this more in the next episode about how you can actually make these moves. You might say, I don't have enough money, I don't have enough people, I know, blah, blah, blah. I'll give you a few shortcuts for that. I'll give you a few shortcuts. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's something I'm going to talk about more in the next episode. Uh, just to touch on a few more reasons why it's good to get good at things. So obviously type two fun is one of them. Number two, um, it's fun to delve into the thick of it and really get into a niche topic. Like, let's say, you know what? I'm not good at basketball. How do I get good at basketball? You start looking at videos. Oh, that means I need to be quick. That means I need to be strong. That means I need to work on, you know, agility. I need to work on flexibility. I need to work on uh, my hand-eye coordination. You start to look into all these little holes and things. How can I get better at this? How to get better at that? And then you make yourself a little plan. Like, oh, okay, so let me test my uh, agility now. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a plan and see at the end of it what my agility is like. You know, when you actually have a set project of something to do, that is really fun. Uh, and you start getting to these little niche books and you start finding out who the experts are in this community. You start following them on Instagram, all this stuff. Um, and also this community is around this stuff, isn't it? So like if I started to swim, I would meet people at the swimming pool. I start talking to them. Uh, there might be a competition, there might be a club, there might be a social. You start to get into that community. You kind of end up knowing a completely different group of people. And that's good. Another thing, um, which is that when you're good at more than one thing, you start to develop your own niche, uh, which means that, um, you know, let me think of an example. Let's say uh, you decide you want to get really good at, I don't know, singing. You want to get really good at singing, um, but you're also a doctor. Um, it's If you become really good at singing and you become really good at medicine, um, you are now kind of one of the only people that are in the top 10% for both of those, for example, uh, which is a lot easier than it is to be the number one in medicine or the number one singer in the world. If you can be the number one singing doctor, that niche is yours. You know what? Easy. If you get good at multiple things, that's how you begin to isolate yourself. Um, and if you want to uh, kind of hear more about that, please, I beg everyone that's listening to this right now, listen to How to Get Rich by Naval. That podcast is three hours long. I've listened to it three times now. It is, it is the bomb. Like you need to listen to that. I don't know how a person can live without listening to that. You need to listen to it. Uh, get that, get that down. And, um, yeah, just to wrap up, I guess, you know, what the type of person I've become, which I've found has made my life a billion times better is that I'm just now more naturally curious. You don't always need to know where stuff is going to end up or how it ends up or what leads or it leads to. But just, I love just setting myself a project and being, let's see how I can do it. You know, this is something I probably will do one day, not now, but one day I probably will do is be like, you know what? How hard is it to get an, uh, a, a song in the, in the charts? Let me just, let me just, let me try and make a song. Let me try and find people with a beat. Let me find out how people get good at songs. Another one could be, 
oh, how good, how hard is it to do a stand-up comedy set? Okay, let me talk to some experts in that. Let me see some podcasts from people that are good at uh, stand-up comedy. Let me get immerse myself in that little project and let me try to get good at it and see where it leads. Um, that, like, I think it is because the internet is a big benefit, but it's not to say you couldn't do it before, but just that natural curiosity, will, you'll surprise yourself and how easy it is to get your foot in certain doors and how that a lot of these, you know, limits and boxes we we imagine aren't actually there and they're actually fairly easy to get by if you talk to the right people, listen to the right people, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Obviously, this is just the way I see life. Uh, some people might agree, some people might disagree, but I think most people should just, for whatever reason, just pick something. You know, if you if you want an example, you can't think of one. Just pick chess right now. Just be like, "Yo, I've never heard anything about chess. Let me read about chess online. Let me watch some YouTube videos on it. Let me try playing. Let me try to get good." And, and bear in mind, the first start of it, the first month of it, might be crap because you're crap. <laughs> But when you start to see that little bit of progress is when you'll start to enjoy it more. Get good first, then enjoy it. Um, and this, I'm not, okay, there's obviously, I'm, I'm not going to caveat for the whole episode. You know, you, this isn't always true. This is, this is unhealthy advice, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's not meant to be uh, taken. Uh, it's meant to be taken with a pinch of salt, of course. So, yeah, just pick something in chess. Read, read the best chess players, how they do it. Start to get intrigued by it. Do that project. Or just say to yourself, oh, I wonder how hard it is to get a job at Manchester United. How can I do that? Or how can I actually benefit the club? Let me look into the club. Let me look into the clubs, uh, their, um, the food that they give the staff, the nutrition. Oh, let me see. Oh, could I make some changes here? Oh, could I do a, uh, a study to see whether the food at, uh, Manchester versus Chelsea's football club is different and how I could improve it? And then, you know, I'm going to talk about this more, how we actually do it practically in the next episode, but you know, just, Maybe that's just my brain. I'm just very curious into seeing what I can get away with in life. But I think people will benefit from doing the same. So I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to love you and leave you. Thank you guys, especially if you've listened this far in. Um, this has just been me rambling and talking. And as I said, uh, writing is just clear thinking. Or for me, it's speaking. So speaking is clear thinking, um, you know. Yeah, I've, 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 I've allowed myself to get that BS out of my head and into a podcast now. So, yo, yo, hit me up. Tell me how you found it. Uh, tell me anything else you want me to talk about and we can do it, baby. Cause you know what? This is actually quite fun when I actually get my head down and start it. So, uh, yeah, thank you and peace out. Thank you guys for listening to The Unraveling Show. If you'd like to donate, there'll be a link in the bio to do so, or you'll also find my link tree, where you can follow my socials and follow my YouTube channel, where there'll be exclusive content not available through the podcast. Peace out, and I hope to see you again soon.